everyone. I'm Warren Pellick from Law Trades, and this is our weekly legal news update. I'm here with Matt Margolis. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me, man. So this week, we're talking about uh, Meta playing dirty with TikTok, Amazon employees unionizing, and Microsoft getting heat for a video game deal that it's making. Also, we'll be talking about a tweet gone wrong and Apple's attorney army. So first up, we have the Meta plays dirty with TikTok, which is basically Meta uh, launching a smear campaign that was revealed by the Washington Post. <laughs> against TikTok. How, how do you take this? Uh, what do you make of this? Unbelievable. Well, I guess it's not unbelievable because Facebook was this giant social media called a kingdom. And it's finally losing that status, TikTok especially, which has just absolutely taken the country, if not the world, by storm. So it doesn't surprise me terribly much, but the tactics, if true, are unbelievable. <laughs> I mean... So I know that, that Meta already spends at least $20 million, if not more, a year on lobbying firms, right? So they already have this kind of track record. But I know that we don't have all the details yet. And I, and I know that, you know, you know, it is what it is. But do you see any of these tactics as crossing a legal line? Should Meta be worried about any legal ramifications here? I'm a non-practicing attorney, but I will, I mean, I will take a crack at it. So I think potentially these tactics are used to cause, you know, to effectively a competitive advantage to, to hinder TikTok, to cause harm to TikTok, to cause reputational harm, harm to their revenue. I think potentially, and look, both, both parties have big war chests. So, I mean, if, if, if they want to take this into the realm of the courtroom, I mean, it can get really ugly. <laughs> really ugly and last a very long time. Yeah. Really ugly fast. Yep. Well, that's something to keep a to keep an eye on. But the next thing is the Amazon Union, which is a massive victory for labor rights in this country. And if you're Amazon, it's a, it's a pretty big blow. Something that they've been fighting for for several years now. So it's it's definitely an interesting split on that. What are your thoughts on that on that unionization? What a wild story! You have a gentleman, <laughs> you have a gentleman who was fired by Amazon, and has his form of revenge, which revenge that benefited countless employees was thousands. Hmm. I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to get even. I'm going to create a union. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hats off to him. That's what a wild story. And a detail that always sticks with me is that the Amazon lawyers, they continuously said he's too stupid to take seriously. <laughs> like those are famous last words. Basically. Yeah. And that's the problem you get. You underestimate somebody mm-hmm. and someone's inevitably going to surprise you and show you that was such a miscalculation. So again, yeah. hats off to Mr. Smalls. <laughs> hats off to him. Hmm? Well, they're going to have some problems in the other states. I know in Alabama. Yeah, we've talked about Alabama. And in Alabama, mm-hmm. Don's already been running into some problems with the NLRB relating to the use of a certain mailbox and then other tactics. So right. yikes. Well, this will be something to watch. Right. It's definitely an ongoing challenge for Amazon. And, and we had talked about this before. Uh, I'm curious if this is workers finally seizing this moment, like the transition that the pandemic has effectively catalyzed, or if this is just kind of a one-off here and there, you know, you see the Starbucks uh, unionizing, but I don't know. It doesn't go any further than that. I only say that because I think there's an argument on both sides. I do think yeah. I, I, you're seeing, I mean, really because of COVID and people and the great resignation where people are mm-hmm. realizing their value, realizing their worth and realizing jobs are not worth it. So in that realization, finding that, mm-hmm. why don't we make these jobs better? Or so as opposed to going somewhere else, why don't I make this job? So maybe that's what it is. 
And then the other side, maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe it's just a one-off thing or maybe a couple states. But I tend to believe it's, it's more of a sign of changing times. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And then our last major story is this massive deal, Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard or in the process of acquiring them for $69 billion. Now, the big issue here is that Activision Blizzard is facing a slew of sexual harassment work uh, lawsuits, uh, all sorts of, of, you know, kind of toxic workplace suits. And four senators, uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders among them, have filed a letter with the FTC asking to, to halt or to at least investigate the acquisition. What do you see as a challenge here? A couple of challenges, really. I mean, the glaring antitrust issue, right? Because Microsoft, and again, it could potentially not be an antitrust issue. I'm not an antitrust attorney. I feel like I always have to caveat these things. <laughs> but that potentially is an issue because of how large Microsoft is in this space. And acquiring Activision, another huge player, could really uh, be a big issue for the market. That's one issue. The other issue is... I think that's fair to say is sweeping some of these toxic allegations under the rug. And right. Gosh, yes, I, I, I can't speak to the validity of, the, of those allegations, but there sure is a lot of it. Sure is a lot of talk. EOC has already... Yeah. yeah. Just from a legal standpoint, do you lift culpability or accountability from the defendant if you're suing them, if they get acquired by somebody else? My understanding is that you do not. Okay. Well, again, I am not an employment attorney. <laughs> so I, I can't say for sure, but I would believe so. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Microsoft lawyers are, are looking at that, uh, <laughs> that deeply. Oh, yeah. Cool. So two of the other smaller stories that were forwarding you this week, there was a suit in Britain, a quote, grossly offensive tweet landed a man 150 hours of community service. That's wild. That is an interesting. It is absolutely wild. I guess he made some um, call to violence on some British army veteran. So yikes. That did not end too well for him. Well, I was just saying, another one that kind of, again, it's both sides. I mean, a grossly offensive statement, calling to violence, things we don't want to see, things we don't want to promote. But on the flip side, and granted, this is not the United States, this is in England, but to see someone speaking their mind on the internet, whether it's something I, I appreciate or not, actually being penalized for it is, yeah. is quite an interesting. Uh, interesting little detail is that the man's lawyer uh, was arguing, or I guess they're called barristers over there, was arguing that, uh, well, he deleted the tweet after 20 minutes, which is a, an interesting <laughs> defense. <laughs> it just doesn't exist anymore. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about? <laughs> and then finally, a report by Bloomberg Law shows that Apple has been increasingly reliant on a multitude of law firms, including, and this is interesting, several regional specialists, and that Apple accounted for nearly a third of all federal court appearances by any tech company listed on the S&P 500. That is, uh, do you see that as kind of a, a new strategy of how big tech companies or any big company will be using kind of legal services? Yeah, I think the trend has been brewing, not just in tech, but I think across large companies, either moving towards firms that are offshoots of big firms, big New York firms, where all the partners at the firm branched off from wherever. They don't have the overhead that they did at the bigger firm. They don't have the rate mm -hmm. because they don't have, again, the overhead. Mm -hmm. It just becomes more appealing for a lot of these firms. Where you're like, oh, all right, well, so-and-so high-end boutique comes from XYZ firm from New York. They are all remote, so they don't have office space issues. They 
that are all working at reduced rates because they can. I know the work product is going to be good because it's going to be the same work product if I hired a New York law firm. Mm-hmm. It's a trend that a lot of companies are going to be moving forward to. And I'm glad to see it because I think there should be more boutiques taking hold. And selfishly, as a law trades employee, I, I, I'd love to see the decentralization of the legal, <laughs> the legal market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, that's selfish me. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting shuffle. Definitely an interesting shuffle. And as we had talked before, Apple is, what, a $3 trillion company? And I think this is definitely... The way that they move will rattle through through everyone else, be mirrored through everyone else. Well, great. Well, that's this week's legal news update. So thank you so much for joining me, Matt. And I guess we'll see each other next week. See you next week. Take care.